You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. Good morning to all of our listeners. Good morning, Stephen. Ethan. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? We're on a weird day today. We are, yeah. Today is Friday, October the 28th. So we usually do this on a Saturday. So our sales list will be shorter when you ask me where all the cars are. A little are bit shorter. <laughs> a day shorter. Yeah. Although, you know, the market has been a little bit different lately. A little bit slower in sales-wise. I think everybody's waiting till Tuesday, and Tuesday being the midterm. Oh, right. Right. So <laughs> we'll see. It's hell, hell in a handbasket or, you know. That's right. You could be flooded with sales or flooded with consignments. Well, we're certainly flooded with consignments. There's no question about that, Mike. We're 804 consignments. I was just doing the, I was going through everything on the website this morning and I realized some interesting factoids on that 804 consignments. Guess how many Corvettes we have? 61. I'm not going to let you say a number because you'll say something too high. You'll say 120. I'd say under 100 for sure. 61 Corvettes. Of every generation. Of every generation. 48 Mustangs, 33 Camaros, Mm. 23 Thunderbirds, and 17 Bel Airs that we have in inventory. And you ask, what's the most in manufacturers we have? Chevrolets. 231 Chevrolet. Interesting. Yeah, we could be a Chevy dealer. 231 is a is a Chevy engine, actually. That's exactly. Well, aren't you, <laughs> Mr. Factoid? Uh, 193 Fords, 32 Cadillacs, and one Fartier, the Lore, <laughs> which we'll talk about a little bit later. It's a new car. In There's a lot of ones of the one Batman car, one yeah. real Cobra, one you know, yeah. one mean, SS one Camaro. There's a lot of one of mm-hmm. ones here. But we've got a a wide variety of cars. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying when I say we have that many sh- Camaros and Chevelles and Corvettes and all that because. We have a lot of everything. We have BMWs, we have Ferraris, and we have Chrysler, Mopar products. Um, MGs. MGs. And we have all eras. I mean, we have pre-war, big boat, Rolls Royces, and Stutzes, and Packards, and all that cool stuff. Yep. But then we have, you know, our mainstream stuff is the Mustangs and Camaros, just like it is for everybody. I mean, if you look at the most popular searches on the Internet, on various sites, whether it's Hemmings, uh, uh, ClassicCars.com, some of those, the most popular you know, search is the Corvette, Camaro, Mustang, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. so you asked where we sold cars this week. Is that what you just I asked I always me? ask that. Yeah, no, no, you just I, say it internally. You're just telepathic. Yeah, thank you for that. So this week, a little shorter week than normal. And it'll throw us <laughs> off for next week. So uh, I think we only sold uh, 12 cars this week. Roanoke, Virginia, Shillington, Pennsylvania, too. Parkland, Florida, Easton, Pennsylvania, Sturgis, South Dakota, Hartford, Connecticut, Waterford, New Jersey, Guthrie, Oklahoma, Chino, California, twice, Fishers, Indiana, and our least expensive car we sold this week was $7,500. Our most expensive car was $75,000. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so. See that? You can, there's something for everybody. There's a little bit of something for everybody, which is what we like to say. Don't, uh, we don't want people to think that we've only got high dollar cars here. We have entry level collector cars, whether it's an El Camino from the mid eighties or like uh, Corvair, Corvair, reasonable stuff, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which are, you know, not bad looking cars. I they like really, them. I do too. And if they don't leak oil, that's, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and they have no, they oil. have no oil. <laughs> Guy goes, man, it's, it's leaking oil. I go, oh, good.
good. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 I didn't mean it as a positive. Right. <laughs> I said, well, then guess what? Welcome to Corvair ownership. Yeah. So, and I was just looking at something too. If you haven't been to our website, classicautomall.com, it'll show you all the 200 gazillion Camaros and Mustangs and everything we have on there. And our website is getting unbelievable traffic. I mean, we, last month it was over a million visitors. Um, and it's increased by about a hundred thousand a month since a year ago. Those are unique users. Cause I, yeah. I, I'm on there 10 times a day, so I don't think it counts. You're screwing up, up the count. <laughs> Not the algorithm. <laughs> the algorithm is all messed up, Steve. So I believe, and when they count these as unique users, yeah. that no matter if a guy gets on twenty times or right. two hundred times. So the interesting number would be, you know, how many people are actually, how many page views are you getting? Mm-hmm. And that number I don't have in front of me, but it's significant. It's a lot of uh, a lot of traffic on our website, and uh, and surprisingly, um, it keeps growing. So you know, you wonder if there's a a, a wall that you run up against. But I don't think there is so far yet. But anyway, um, thanks to the Pat Travers Band for our theme music. Uh, we got to go see them in concert. Maybe we can get backstage passes. Or have them come in and talk. <laughs> I would think it play guitars. The, play that guitar that's gaining <laughs> dust over there in the corner. That it looks we, cool, though. It really does. So uh, some of the new inventory we got in this week, an 83 Rolls-Royce Corniche convertible. You know I love those. I know you do. You had a red one here <laughs> yep. that was really cool. And uh, this one's black and silver over black. Uh, one of about 3,200 produced. And uh, it's got the 6.75 liter V8 and the Bosch fuel injection. It's got all the records of shipping and order paperwork and all the good stuff that you want. You know, that's, that's, that's so king when you, when you get a car in on consignment or you buy a car or, or you find a car that you like is that there's that stack of paperwork. Yep. All the history of the car, um, the original window sticker, all the service records that you've done over the years. It's so hypercritical important because to prove documentation on a car is very difficult because there are, you know, nefarious characters out there who will restamp engines and mm-hmm. do things like that. And if you don't have a paper trail to follow it, it's just, uh, you know, he said, she said kind of situation. Right. So no, it's always great to have as much paperwork yeah. as possible. And and so we encourage you uh when you can sign your car with us to bring all the paperwork that goes with it because all that is very important. Build sheets and, and original order forms and anything. How many ad we say this all the time, how many addicts are full of car stuff that a guy would pay thousands of dollars to have because he's got the Chevelle. Mm-hmm. He does, doesn't have the Chevelle history right. of everything that went with that car. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the Corniche is really an interesting car. Three owner, uh, from new, um, got the original build sheet, which is unusual for a Rolls Royce. You don't see many of those. And people say, well, isn't Corniche convertible, you know, redundant because weren't all Corniches convertibles, but they weren't. Right. Whereas Corniche coupes. I, I learned that last, last time. <laughs> I, I learned you or somebody did. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, no. Um, also, we got maybe one of the most unusual vehicles. The only one we've had, a 1976 Lore, that's L-O-H-R, Fardier FL5. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, pardon me? What did you say? Yeah. F-A-R-D-I-E-R. Fardier. Uh, Fardier. Fardier sounds. Uh, it's desert tan over beige. It's a, how would you describe that? What is it? It's a utility vehicle that's with a strange <laughs> thing. There's no way to describe it. You gotta see it on the, on the website. Yeah, go to the website and see it and then tell us what you think. Send me a, send me an email at podcast at classicautomall.com. It's like a rolling platform 
four by four. Yeah, and it and it had an open checkbook restoration. Um, Um, People say, "What does that mean?" That means like who's in the rest Fartier restoration (laughs) business? It can't be a huge market. I would say that (laughs) I would say that you could Google that and find maybe one. One in maybe in England, France, or something. Yeah, and he's backed up for a few years (laughs) because so to speak, so to speak. Yeah, the Fartier and the whole. Oh, we'll never live this down. I'm I'm certain. But if you know if you know anything about the Fartier, uh, please send me an email. To, and we'll we'll learn if you're more in the about market it. for a party. <laughs> you know who owned that vehicle, by the way. I do, but I'll let you tell them. John Delorey. How about that? Yeah, it was one of his. It's got known history. It's all wheel drive. It's got a Citron uh, two cylinder engine in Great. it. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's a very. It was used for. Some kind of promotional thing for DeLorean, but I'm not exactly sure, and we should have done our research before I brought this up, so I wouldn't act like I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I, I, I read that it was an ammo, it was a military ammo transporter gotcha. in the desert or something, and that's kind of what it looks like. And it has this huge roll bar, like a right. tall roll bar that would be great for parades. I think it would be a really cool parade festival, at like, you know, Veterans Day parades and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think the announcers announcing the parade would love just to say farty. <laughs> So I think that's exactly what. So uh, anyway, interesting car. Go on our website, classicautomall.com, and you can check it out. We got a 94 Morgan Plus 4 Roadster in, which is really an unusual car. And most people don't know what it is when right. they see it. They think, it's is that an MG or is that a – looks super old. It, look, it looks old and British. Uh, it's ivory over saddle. <clears throat> old in a good way. I didn't mean like old, like it's run down. I mean old, it just like has an old style. <laughs> it's old. It's Old with an E on the end, like English. <laughs> right. Old English, That's yeah. Right. Um, it's an interesting car. It's only it's supposedly one of 25 imported to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, rare and desirable. We always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Just because it's rare doesn't make it desirable. And the guy said, well, I got one, uh, you know, XYZ that was one of five painted in chartreuse. Well, there's a reason that they only made five. is because nobody wanted them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so rare doesn't always equal value. Right. So we want to explain that to people and make sure people understand that. that and since we're in Morgantown. We should have. We should always have a Morgan. Yeah, exactly. A Morgan plus four. How many people in Morgantown do you think would know what a Morgan was if you drove down the street? They wouldn't know. They would be surprised. I bet people are surprised around town just seeing the stuff we drive around when we test drive. Yeah, because these are cars that you don't normally see. I mean, probably seventy five percent of the cars we have in the building are stuff that you wouldn't regularly see out on the road on any type of you know regular basis and so uh, it's always interesting when uh, we pull up to a traffic light or something next to somebody and they what is that mm-hmm. you know um and and some of them are are surprisingly obvious and you were surprised that people don't know what they are and then others are thanks yeah we're on the air, on the air. uh and then others are uh you know pretty mainstream yeah just people just aren't used to seeing i mean around here i do say i will say that i see more classic cars being driven around here especially during the nicer weather mm-hmm. months than i do almost anywhere else i see a lot of cars that are out on the road being utilized and driven and that's the best thing for these classic cars right you know. well, it's a nice area we have open roads and there's probably some nice collections tucked away back here do you ever get people like young people in morgantown saying hey i'd love to work i love cars i'd like to work here or 
have any interest in absolutely yeah uh, we get kids from the, the high school who come over and want to do kind of an apprentice and we oh, ship and we do that as well and uh you know it's uh we love having free help so <laughs> if they if they want to come dust cars i mean listen yeah. come one come all if you want to make it some kind of field trip or a punishment either right. one right. i don't care <laughs> make it a punishment for the kids who are acting up and they have to come dust cars and then they'll really hate cars and then the hobby will never continue and it'll all be my fault <laughs> blame Stuart. it's all Stuart. I mean, if I had one of these in my neighborhood growing up, I'd be over oh here all the God. time. Oh, my God. I would be driving the guy crazy. I, drove yeah, the, right. I mean, the one guy who had the cool car in my neighborhood, I drove him absolutely right. crazy. Exactly. It was like I would wake – I'd throw rocks at his window on Saturday morning <laughs> to wake him up so we could go drive his cool car. And you know what it was? It was a Cosworth Vega. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. That's the coolest car. You that had was the well, oh, uh, you know. Back no, back no. In the day. You know the coolest car I had. You just don't remember. It's a '72 Olds 442 triple black uh, that the guy dated a girl named Swan, and I could uh-huh. hear that car rolling down the street. Right, right. That was that was the coolest car in the neighborhood. I didn't bother him. He was, <laughs> he was. This the one guy I bothered with the Cosworth was more closer to my age and level. The guy with the four four two was unobtainium. He right. wasn't the guy you bothered. He right. was like the CEO of, you know, Rolex. You just don't call him and say, "Hey, can I come hang out with you?" So, and he didn't know who I was. Although in later years I got to hang out with him, and I had a cooler car than him in later years, right. and I made sure he knew it. Now you got eight hundred. Cool yeah, cars. I got eight hundred cool cars. So there. So, uh, but anyway, the Morgan Plus Four, interesting car. Uh, if you get a chance, again, go on our website. I've got a beautiful uh, 70 XKE Roadster Jaguar. Those are very popular. We've had quite a few of those lately. Often described as the most beautiful car ever. That's, what, that's what Enzo Ferrari said. Mm-hmm. So supposedly. I don't even know if that's true, but that's what we hear. Yep. Pale primrose yellow over black. Um, it's the same owner for 50 years. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? My dad had an XKE Roadster uh, when I was in high school, and he I remember days that he'd have to take me to school, and it was cold and rainy and wind <laughs> and coming in and water, and it was just miserable. But, yeah, they um, usually change hands over yeah, the years, yeah. so this is pretty well, unique. They're not meant to be a daily driver, but <laughs> – Unless every day you live is in paradise and sunshine. Right. So uh, when we return, uh, we'll talk more uh, important automotive history and trivia and cars and all that. And also welcome our guest, uh, Chuck Harders, the CEO of Red Horse Motoring Club down here in Pottstown. Mm-hmm. And talk to him about what's going on down there and the cruises they do. And everything else. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, where it's a beautiful sunny day, October the 28th. So we're recording on a Friday, which is kind of unusual. So, uh, but you know, we, we make hay when the sun is shining, right? 
And don't forget about our casino over here too, because I'm apparently my card is blessed over there at the <laughs> casino. <laughs> I had another royal flush the other night. My wife is just like, you just, you're too lucky. And normally I'm not the lucky one in cards. So, uh, she's usually the one. She beats my butt in gin rummy all day long, but video poker, something about it is, uh, is, is my game for now anyway. And we've decided, they've decided that since I talk about the show, uh, on the air that probably that's why my card is supercharged or something to win more. So anyway, uh, I digress from all of that and want to welcome our guest in the studio. Um, we've been wanting to have him on for uh, six months or so. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to put all this together, but it's hard to get guests and then get committed and then have times and all that. Anyway, Chuck Harder from the Red Horse, Horse Motoring Club in Pottstown. Good morning, Chuck. Morning. I hadn't seen you since uh, well, Her- Hershey. Hershey. That's right. It wasn't yep. that long ago. No. Nope. How was Hershey for you? It was good. And sorry, I'm a little distracted. You're kind of not doing your guests a service here. I, ha- I have to talk to you and I have to stare at uh, an AC Cobra, a 427 Corvette, a Stutz pre-war. Like, come on, dude. Put a wall up here so we can we can not be distracted. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, you know, I never think about things like that. But we have car shows out in the parking lot on Saturdays when we normally record. Yeah. And and Steve and I will be talking on the air. And we're like, <laughs> right. Look at that. What is that? You know, and, yeah. you know, you wonder the poor listener can't see it yeah. uh, and can't see what you view. But you can go on our website and see all this and our drone footage, too, if you haven't seen the drone footage of our place it's pretty amazing uh a guy flew through here and went through cars and through windows i and watched it's it. just unbelievable yeah really incredible so hershey was good for you um i think a lot of people were concerned because of the weather at hershey this year but yeah, weather and it shifted one day so i think the public some of the public knew that some didn't but right we got rained on uh for several days but that's hershey yeah right i got a big a 30 by 40 tent so right. it seems and i have a cooler with beer and water and also <laughs> i get everyone coming in and hanging out and, and it just becomes a living room absolutely for a few hours during the rain but that's all good that's why we're there we had the same thing at our a big tent up there yeah. and we had heat which some of them didn't have yeah, so I, yeah i don't have heat but I, I got i got a sofa and i got coolers so hey, any any man can survive that's a that's a man cave at its finest doesn't need yep. heat a bunch of sissies you yeah, don't need yeah. a bunch of heat yeah so um how many years have you been going to her I've been going since uh, about uh, 09, maybe. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I, one of my first mentors in the collector world, in the, in the auto, let's say, let's call it automobilia collecting, because I, I collect everything, it right. seems, but drive my wife crazy, but <laughs> um, was Charlie Shellbaum. And I didn't know if you know Charlie back in the day, and he was literally called the King of Hershey. Right, yeah. Uh, he never, he was there from the first year until the, the year he died. He had the best tent there with the best stuff. He was just an epic collector. He'd, he'd go over to Europe and fill three containers full oh. of stuff and bring it home and take it right to Hershey. And stuff you uh, never see anywhere else. Like, nowhere not, else. Yeah. No, nothing else. So he, he was a great mentor and taught me a lot in the beginning years of my collecting automobilia. Um, so that's really why I started going to Hershey because, right. because of him, you know, telling me about it. Sure. Well, and automobilia is a, um, a, is a segment of the market that has grown by leaps and bounds. But, oh, but the Lord. stuff that you, I mean, people, when, when they say automobilia, a lot of people have a misconception about some of it. It's not the fake cheap Chinese signs and it's not the, the cheap neon stuff. This is real hardcore automobilia stuff. Yeah. Ferrari prancing horses that are six feet tall. And, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I collect. I try to collect the super rare. Um, we're, 
old old statues, bronzes, fine art, and that and then bleeding all through the signs, neons, sure. gas pumps, all that stuff. There was I just read the other day there was some uh, uh, gas pump or, or, or neon sign that sold that was a special kind of oil company. I can't remember. I wish I'd have written it down. Musco. Musco. Yeah. One point six million. <laughs> One sign. So you knew immediately. I love that you. I love that you know that. Yeah. Um, was that in an auction somewhere? Or yeah, that, yeah, it was uh, Jordan Richmond, a buddy of mine. He right. Richmond auctions, and uh, wow. it was a, it was a you know mint example. Sure. What uh, makes it so rare? I mean, what because because you collector guys say it is, or or, or what makes something like that so valuable and so rare? <laughs> right. So so for me, we right. won't get into the the deep conversation of rare because it drives me crazy. Sure, everything's rare today, and <laughs> right. almost none of it's rare. Right, right, right. The Musco is more um, desirability. Mm-hmm. It's it's a somewhat rare sign. Sure, but there's plenty of them out there. You know, right. I own pieces in my collections. That's the only one known or two known. There's 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 dozens and dozens and dozens of Musco signs that are known and, that are known and out in collections and and I've owned one before. Unfortunately, I didn't want to own one last week, but right. Um, but it's more desirability. It's got an incredible image of American Indian. You know, it's just colorful and and what brought one point six? I have no idea. Because what would have been the record up for one of those prior to that? About uh, Morphe sold one for two seventy five ish before that, right. and that was probably a scratch your head. Oh my that god, was crazy, that was crazy numbers, and wow. everyone's going, oh my god. And then that hit it, and then more uh, Morphe sold one the week or two weeks ago right. for I think three fifty. Um, really? Now, now it wasn't the condition of the 1.6, but it was darn close. Right. So um, the sign world is absolutely insane right now, and, it, and has been for a long yeah, time, actually. Because guys who have collections of cars need cool stuff to put on their walls, right? And they don't want the typical, you know, Bob's big boy in the corner, and the, you know, right. all the. T- I mean, some guys do want that, and that's cool. You know, the right. the 50s diner in one corner, and the Bob's big boy over here, and the 400 neon signs. The reason. Right. I love neon in of itself. I don't like neon around cars because I think it distracts from the car because of the way that it shines the light on the car and that kind of thing. So, right, right. Uh, and I get that, but, but these collectors are, I mean, if you look at these collections like what RM sells and Gooding oh. and those guys, the large portion of the time that they spend on the collection is the memorabilia stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, really, Barrett Jackson now does two days of automobilia before the cars start. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was really fueled. In my opinion, the sign world, the gas pump world, all that stuff, automobilia was fueled by just a bunch of weirdo collectors sure. that love that stuff. Sure. And now the car guys are really in it to win it. Sure. In the last, I would say, seven, eight years. So ten years ago, when clients were asking me, "Is this kind of, is this, is this it? Is this right. where it's going to be?" Yeah. And I, no, no. The car guys haven't even gotten into it yet. Yeah. And now the car guys are getting into it, and it's just gone up and up and up. And the rare is rare, and the rare is going to keep selling at high numbers. And that's no different than what we do here in our world. You know, right. classic cars and and memorabilia. It's like you said. I say it all the time. There's rare versus desirable. Just because it's rare doesn't mean anybody cares. Absolutely. You know. But <laughs> we were at the RM sale, and I was bidding on a Rolls. Royce uh, flying lady uh, ashtray and it got to $700 and my wife looked at me and she goes you know you're bidding $700 for an ashtray you don't even smoke anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah it, but it, yeah. it kind of got caught up cool. in the moment you yeah. know and it was really cool yeah. and it wasn't something obvious and something that you see every day I mean the, the there's memorabilia guys that have the stuff that 
everybody sees that you see on a regular basis that 90% of the guys have in their collection. And then there's the other guys. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. The yeah. high-end collector who's yeah. got 20 or 30 cars, wants yeah. some cool stuff on his walls. For sure. You know, you look at Leno's garage, and he's got those huge, massive posters. posters. Oh, my yeah. God. And they're so cool in the way yeah. that they're done. Yeah. And we tried to kind of replicate that here. We bought a lot of posters from Ford and General Motors. They mm-hmm. have they have factory shots that they sell you. Yeah. So how do you tell us? something's real or fake in that world it's not like well, matching pa- numbers paper's hard you know first right. of all and I, I collect old posters i like the real early you know late 1800s early 1900s stuff and um th- that's actually easier than the the you know 40s 50s 60s stuff right. because now with the printers that are out there you got to take <laughs> it out of the frame you got to look at the back you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then once you know people say well how do you know how do you know if a sign's real well I, it's what i do every day i live it <laughs> right so <laughs> that's how i know yeah, right i know because i know don't yeah, ask me and, so and many you know questions. where the fakes are coming from from argentina and india and you know all of a sudden e- ebay has 30 musco right. signs and right now especially <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> so you when you're in it to win it i don't know i don't know the answer to that you just know right well, you're doing and, it every day and, and that's why people would would buy from you over somebody else. I mean, right. you know, we we jokingly say, and not jokingly, but we say late model Ferraris are tough for classic automobile to sell because we don't offer a service for them and that kind of right. thing. And right. so, you know, you got to be good at what you're good at, and you got to do what you do best, and you got to do that well, and you got to know that you know. I mean, sure, we all make mistakes. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. I mean, we sell, a, we've sold cars, and we thought they were something, and they weren't, and yep. we've done. I mean, things just happen in this collector world, and a Especially, oh, yeah. like you said, with the new printers and uh, in that world. So, what uh, what do you see as the future of collectible stuff? I mean, is it what's going to be the the next hot item that's coming out in the collector car? What should everybody be looking in their attic for? <laughs> yeah, you know, signs are just strong as can be. Still, right. you know, everybody loves old gas pumps that has cars, and they want to fill their buildings with it. I, th- I think signs are still uh, the, the the big boy on the market. Right. Unfortunately, there's kind of there's kind of two worlds. Really, it's the old world that I I was taught by. The Charlie Shell bombs that collected mascots and bronzes and the fine art kind of right. side of automobilia. And then you got the new crop of guys that are just like signs and pumps. And that's right. it. Right. So the old world guys, they're, they're kind of getting old. Right. And, and, they're, and some of them are dying off. And, and those collections are not bringing what they used to bring. Right. Mascots were hot as can be in the 70s and 80s and guys right. went crazy and had – 800 mascot collections right. and all that. Now new those. guys, they don't even know what they are. Right. They like them. They're cool, <laughs> but, but they're not paying 5,500 bucks for a mascot. You right. Know, exactly. That world's down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I collect them. I'll still buy, pay up for a great mascot, but the bulk of the collectors today don't even know what it is. Right. Um, but they do know what signs and, and, and gas pumps and that kind of stuff is neons. And, um, so I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I collect what I love. Well, right? that's the Which, best way to do it. What, what I was taught. Yeah. And I try to go in and buy whole collections and buy chunks of stuff, and I end up with extras, and I kind of sell off the extras. Sure. And, but I buy what I want, and I don't care if who what other people like or think. Right. Yeah. Well, because if you have a good eye for something, I mean, there's, we have guys in here that, that work for us that have a good eye for cars and know they know the next one that's going to sell when it comes in the door. I mean, they right. can just tell because they just have a good eye for it, and that would be what they would buy if they had the wherewithal to buy it or that was what we were doing exactly. uh, the good thing is we don't have to buy cars here and uh, so you know we have 30 million dollars worth of other people's money in here yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and we spend all of our money on the building and the marketing so from a marketing standpoint though you don't 
you don't go to I mean you don't go to sell at auctions. You go to events no. and sell one on one, face to face with buyers. That's your business model, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I go to the concourse shows, Amelia and Pebble, and all the places I see you at. Yep. We, we yep. go have a cold one together, yep. and um, you know, and I have a client base from over twenty five years of doing this. I send something something here and there to an auction, but very rarely because sure. I don't need to, right? Uh, and I don't have to pay those charges, and you know, blah yeah. blah blah, but. Yeah. You know, for the, for the future, I would say to anybody, if you're prospecting, give that up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just stop now. Right. <laughs> Collect what you love. Yeah. Enjoy it. If it ends up being worth a $1.6 million Moscow, yeah, absolutely. good for you. Yeah. Most likely it's not going to be. Exactly. Because you know what? Predict the future. You can't do it. And if you buy what you like and you have a good eye and good taste for something, then, then, then it'll, it, it either it will or it won't be more valuable. But the beauty of it is, is you'll have enjoyed it. Exactly. And if you're buying things because you're starting a business and you think that you're going to get into the classic car world or classic memorabilia world, it's a tough business. It's tough. It's tough to by and I did it for years and man oh man oh man I stepped on my toes so many times. Yeah, there's an there's an art to selling. And uh I talk to a lot of the young guys that are coming into the game, mm-hmm. I'll call it, and they think they're all going to get rich in 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 this year. Uh-huh. Well, I I got 50 grand from my buddy or my dad uh-huh. or whoever and I just went out and bought a whole bunch of signs uh-huh. and now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill it and uh-huh. they 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 quickly realize that there's an art to this. Yeah. And just because you have some, some product doesn't mean you're, you're selling out next weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, know, you gotta get out there. You gotta, you gotta, you know, as the military said, you gotta accept the grind. You know <laughs> I like I mean? that. You, you gotta accept the grind. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it's a grind. You know it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So when we return, we will continue to our conversation with, uh, Chuck Carters from the Red Horse Motoring Club. And we'll actually maybe talk about that in the cruise yeah. in this a little bit. I'm, I'm having fun talking about memorabilia. <laughs> I know. I do it all day. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Automall Podcast, Classic Automall Studio. A little slower day today. I guess everybody's enjoying the sun, sunny weather. You know, it's maybe nice maybe our last sunny day. I got to get the Harley out. I put eleven miles on it in nine months, <laughs> and it's all in the parking Uh-oh. lot. You're gonna get your man card cold. <laughs> I'm telling you. I talked to the. I called the. I had to call the dealer, and he goes, "How are you enjoying your Harley?" I said, "Well, I hadn't really written." And he goes, "You know, we can come take it back." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I said, "Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that." So anyway, we're talking to Chuck Harders, the chief executive officer of the Red Horse Motoring Club. So we've been talking memorabilia, which we could, like you said, we could talk about all day. But let's talk about the Red Horse Motoring Club and what it is and where it is. It's You're down in Pottstown. Pottstown, PA. Pottstown, yep. PA, which is that is the hotbed of classic cars it's around here. unbelievable. <laughs> I think the, it's so funny. It's unbelievable, the cars that we see. You know, uh, besides the car club, we'll talk about that. But mm-hmm. the car show that we now sure. run. 
uh, in downtown Pottstown. I, I'm amazed at the cars that show up every show. It's unbelievable. And they're coming from a further distance, I would imagine, the more popular it becomes, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's down on High Street, and it's the first Saturday of the uh, month, of the month for May, May, May through October. May through October. Yep. And uh, it's an amazing – we've been a sponsor, I guess, since day – have we been since day one? Day one. Yeah, we have been. a great been. sponsor, well, and we appreciate it. Oh, we, we appreciate you. Listen, we I look in our, our database and see where cars have come from, consignments, and where cars are sold in Pottstown comes up conspicuously a bunch of times. It's you know? hot, yeah. It is really amazing. What uh, what do you think that attributes to? It's uh, the more kind of blue-collar guys who are into muscle cars and stuff like that mostly? or uh, It's not. It's blue-collar guys. It's not muscle cars, though, because it's it's everything. I mean, right. Once we took over the show, we kind of accepted every, everyone. Sure. We said, hey, bring yeah. it. If you love it, bring it. Yeah. And we get we get everything. We get everything from pre-war to muscle to, to exotic right. uh, every show. But the, just the surrounding area. Area. I think there's been a car culture that has been a car culture that's robust back to the 50s. They used to do drag racing on High Street. Right. I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> wow. And you look into some of the old like magazines from the 50s and 60s. Pottstown was the mecca for cruising. No kidding. I mean, it really was. It's got a giant main street. It was right. four lanes at that time. And the main street's, I don't know, two and a half miles long, so it was a great cruising circuit. And at night, probably most of the businesses were closed, so yeah, you weren't yeah. bugging anybody. So it was hot, man. Oh, and I, I meet, you know, I call them old timers now that, that, that's what they did, you know, high that's school funny. in the 70s, you went down the high street and you cruised high street all night long and had a blast. Sure. So it's got an incredible history and, and we're surrounded kind of the tri-county area all of, uh, around there, and you know the area from King, King of Prussia, Philadelphia, sure. all the way up. It's. I just can't believe how robust the coal car culture is there. I think it's as robust here as it is anywhere in the world. I, I mean, I do too. I, you know, people say Southern California and South yeah. Florida and Arizona, and that's great, and they are robust. But right. I don't know. There's something about this part of the world that it's permeated more than in just about anywhere I've ever seen. I'm with you. And it's amazing to watch the people come through uh, that we meet on a daily basis who have collections and 20, 30 cars, and they're unassuming people. They're not. Yep. They're they're not guys walking in in flashy suits and you know yep. gold chains and you know dripping diamonds. They're yep. they're just regular guys that come yep. in who have just have such a passion for the hobby. A lot of it has to do, I think, with the drag racing around here mm-hmm. that went on. Not yeah. only the the sanctioned and the unsanctioned <laughs> down High <laughs> right. Street. So um, so how many years has the cruise been going on now? The, the cruise goes back to the fifties. Wow, yeah, still it's, so. it's an it's a very historic car sh- uh, show. And you guys took it over when? We took it over like oh, three years. Ago. Three years ago, yeah. yeah, three years ago, and we're now we're um, we're six blocks of downtown, and we're averaging about seven to eight hundred cars. Probably, <laughs> That's crazy. you know, eight to fifteen thousand people right. come out, and it's 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 not just the car people coming in. It's what's so cool and unique about that show. It's a nighttime car show. Right. It's downtown, right. you know, and we have we got beer gardens everywhere, restaurants. I mean, well lit, well yeah, lit. Yeah. It's getting so busy. You know, my my partners own JJ Radigan's Brewing Company right, right on High Street. It's a two hour wait to get in on wow. the car shows. I mean, wow, it's, it's packed. So we're having fun, and the September show you guys yeah. were at. Yeah. yeah, we did a VW Central show we did a two-day show right we did the normal Pottstown nights then the next night we did vw and audis we had two prototypes come from a factory in germany that have never left the factory in their lives 
We did a the VW did a factory unveil on the street and on High Street. There was cars surrounded by probably ten thousand people waiting oh, to see wow. the unveil. It was it was awesome, and that's got to open their eyes too. Yeah, you know, the manufacturer's eyes to yeah. say, wait a minute, yeah. this grassroots stuff might be better for us than we thought. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Just because it's not a big show, I mean, all right, you know, you're not Barrett Jackson on television, right? Right. Doesn't right. mean that it doesn't have significance. Exactly. You know, exactly. and I, I loved it. Now, have you noticed? I, I'm going to know you. I know the answer to this already. Uh, a, 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 a surge in businesses opening on High Street because of this? 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I can, you know, accredit it to the car show sure. with all the businesses open, but uh, um, Potsdown is on a great upswing. And, you know, five years ago, compared to today, High Street, it, it's it's unrecognizable. Sure. We have outside beer gardens. We have great restaurants. We've got fine dining. we got axe throwing. we got all this great stuff happening, and people are coming in to town to have fun. Certainly on the days of the car show and, and sure. weekends, you know, we, br- we bring a lot of people in. I met... You know, I, I met for the VW show. VW guy. I'm not a VW guy, right, right? Right. But the VW guys, I met guys that drove from Quebec. Really? Not trailered. Drove. Right. Wow. From Quebec in their car. Drove from California in their car. <laughs> Kentucky. I mean, wow. all over the country going, these guys are nuts. Yeah, they're really you know? into it. Huh? They're nuts. And I'll tell you what. It's some of the best interiors I've ever seen in my life. What do you attribute that to? I've noticed that too of those VWs. Is it just a culture part of their it's culture? It's their culture. They love their VWs and, and they love are, the interior. Guys are putting fifty grand into a Jetta. You know what I mean? And, and, and loving it. You know. Sure. And I'm like, hey, cool. You know, that's part of like our car show. Yeah. You you you've been there. Absolutely. You know, I'll have a, a vintage military truck sitting beside a Lamborghini, <laughs> sitting beside a you know a Mopar muscle car. You know, sitting beside a pre-war. I don't yeah, care. That's the way we are. You know what? And our, one of our sayings here, and you'll, you said something earlier that tweaked me to remember this, uh, your pride and joy is our pride and joy. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we've always felt about it. And it doesn't matter if it's a $5,000 car or a $5 million car. Right. It is, it's what gets you excited and happy and proud. And we're, you know, never would I look down on somebody because of what they like and what they do. Do I care for everything that I see? Uh, you know, of course right. not. I was in Chattanooga a couple of weeks ago and they had the Concord de Lemons and yeah. it's hilarious. Love, love it. It's so fantastic. Love they had a Tercel yeah. wagon that was all beat up and muddy and dirty. And the, yeah. then they had this one that stuff had been glued to everything, you know, it was this themed, it was yeah. just, those things are crazy. But guess what? There was more people there. Oh yeah. Then there were looking at, at the fine, looking at the yeah. fine cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, hey, he's having fun. That's all that matters. That's, that's what matters. And if and, and we were talking about this off the air a little bit ago, when this hobby becomes when you're mad about something and you're just you know nothing nothing makes you happy. You know that's what this whole hobby is about is about yeah. buying a toy and having fun and enjoying it. And if it's not making you happy, then maybe you need to rethink something. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. And yeah, and we take that mantra all the way through. Kind of what you're doing here with the mix of cars to our car show to red. Horse. That's, Absolutely. That's what Red Horse is all about. Everybody getting together. Me- membership base is everything. Sure. Got truck. I got a guy that collects 18 wheelers. Right. Vintage 18 wheelers. <laughs> and you, you can't even believe these, these oh, trucks. They're I, unbelievable. I, I, we had a truck show here. I do. I know. Yeah, I've seen they're them. They're amazing. Yeah. So Red Horse is a social club as much as anything, right? That's, I mean, yeah. it, it, do you do activities and things like that on top of that? I mean, yeah, are you yeah, do we, r- rallies and cruises and things like that where you all, go places? All, all that, but the, ba- the base of it is like-minded individuals and enthusiasts having a home to go to, right? 
I when I started it, there's there's car clubs. I'm I'm using the air quotes out right, there. Right. They're all paper clubs. They're just you know sure. the Porsche Club of America, the Buick Club. They meet at Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. And I wanted people to have a home, so that's what that's what started it. Um, and I'm a collector, and sure. I've, been, I've been I've been outfitting you know wealthy gentlemen's buildings mm-hmm. for for a very long time, and said, hey, how can I do this for average regular guys sure. that, that want to get to enjoy and it. fun and have a home? So uh, that's what we built, and we got you know Pottstown's 219 members now, somewhere right right around right. that, and uh, it's just enthusiasts. They come right. in, they have fun. You know, on, on sports nights, they're all there having fun watching the Eagles or the Phillies, and and uh, we do industry nights. Right. We do, you know, you've been there. Car, Absolutely. Our events at the club. If, so you've, it's if, if you've never been there, it's like walking into your favorite pair of loafers. I mean, it just, it's so, <laughs> it's comfortable, it's warm, it's amazing, it's, you know, it's got all the right colors, it's got the right feel. Yeah. Uh, the bar upstairs is a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. the night I was there, Paul Tootle was there, and he yeah, was, I, yeah, he was just standing on a bar stool, just preaching, having about fun. Talking Talking about cars and motorcycles and Absolutely. all that stuff, and and it just has that 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 comfortable feeling that you look for in a place like that. I mean, you wouldn't want to go to somewhere that didn't feel comfortable. Exactly. And and yep. we see uh, you know the members that go in there and the people that talk about it that have been there and how wonderful it is. And and it's a uh, what was the building prior to your ownership? Prior, it's got great history, and uh, we're we're in construction phase of our second club. I can talk about right. that later, but. Um, this one was Ludwig Motors, uh, started in 1921 in Pottstown, wow. lasted till 99, I think. So had a great run in Pottstown as a, as a neighborhood dealership. We're surrounded by homes, right. which is, which is really cool. Absolutely. I've met people. People have come to parties and events. I met a guy that said he lived right behind us. He said, Hey, look, I look out this window. I grew up in that row home. I go, Oh, cool. He goes, yeah, we used to wait for old man Ludwig to leave. Then we'd grab a case of beer and we'd play football on your roof. I go, well, <laughs> You owe me some money because my my roof is horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? All roofs are horrible. Trust me. All roofs are horrible in old buildings, but yeah, you know. So it's it's a storied kind of um, sure. dealership that was there. Pottstown knows the Ludwigs. They're 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 a well very well known family, and and we just kind of turned it into something a little bit funner. And sure. At our grand opening, we had the granddaughter of of. Jack Ludwig, who opened it, nice. she was eighty five. She nice. was at our grand opening, and she was flipping out. <laughs> she worked there fifteen years right. behind the service desk, oh, you know. And, and now I'm walking around showing her all this great new stuff we've done to it, and she's having a, having a drink and having fun. Oh, you know, so many times in our lives that we've met people like that that we wish we had a camera going and a recorder oh, because yeah. so much good information just gets gone. It's yeah. it's you know, and and with something like that, I'm sure that there's historical records and stuff that you you see with it. So there's, there's still in the attic wow yeah I, I got mopar books in the attic wow. from every month of sales ever <laughs> oh, i'm not kidding that i pull them down when i i know mopar guys come They're, they have these amazing black binders it's right right mopar embedded into the book into the binder right. every month of sales i can i can tell you what, oh, how much God. they sold in january of 64 that is so you, you fantastic I, mean? uh, I love great. that stuff that kind of stuff is the stuff that i would hours later i'd still be looking through you know totally and we, we found great stuff so you'll see Ludwig signs in there. It's what I found. So, so you think that, uh, so you mentioned that, uh, anyway, oh, and a website for the motoring club. It's, uh, yeah, uh, www.redhorsemotoring.com. Yeah, check it out if you get a chance. It's really cool. And, uh, when we return, we'll, uh, talk about some of the, or the new location that, uh, Chuck had mentioned and, uh, other things, uh, automotive as well. We'll be back in a minute. Good. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, 
classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Hey, look, people. They are. There's a, there's a something blue. <laughs> Don't even know. It's a, is that a Civic R-Type? Oh, I think it is. I see. I know my cars. Don't mess with me. We are joined with Chuck Harders from Red Horse Motoring Club and Pottstown Knights Car. Yeah, yeah, Pottstown Knights Car Show. Car yep. Show. And what we were talking about, about the, the Motoring Club, I mean, just mm-hmm. an amazing place. And if you haven't been or you haven't, go to the website, check it out. It's really cool. But you're talking about version two yeah um, expansion really where are you yeah. going so we're going to uh, a little town called peapack new jersey peapack uh yeah about 30 minutes outside of manhattan going west nice. uh, equestrian uh country by design yes yeah, by design <laughs> it's uh the, the so in the early or late 1800s early 1900s the peapack gladstone rail line went into the manhattan and ended right behind my building wow so all the a lot of the manhattan elite and people that worked in manhattan took the train out and it ended in wow. right behind my building so it's a it's a beautiful it's beautiful country mm-hmm. um somerset hills is the com- the community and uh we we bought um it's it's i think it's the second oldest dodge dealership in new jersey wow yeah it's really cool the the, the wow. building's got character just like the Pottstown building sure. amazing character and at one point in the 1930s it was a um it was a theater so there's a big stage and that's where the primary bar is going to be on top of the stage. So <laughs> you'll be it. sitting in the lounge, uh, having a drink and having fun and socializing, looking down on the rest of the club. Wow. It's really unique. So then it's right on Main Street. Uh, uh, same size as the building you have now or bigger? Or Roughly about the same size, about th- 13, 13, 5. Well, I guess they were all pretty much that size. There was a formula that they all followed as dealerships back in yeah. the early days, right? And I have amazing pictures of it back in the day when it was a, it was a, Do- it was, um, Clayton Ammerman Dodge. Dodge Plymouth, and I got old vintage po- uh, pictures of it. Wow! The, the P- Plymouth Dodge neons on the front. Wow! It was a Texaco station. <laughs> so we got the we got the Wayne sixty gas. I'm a, I'm a gas pump nut. <laughs> yeah. We got two Wayne sixty gas pumps out front with the Texaco sign. Right. Super cool. Oh man. my gosh! I when what's the, what's the uh, scheduled date for opening on that? We're, sh- we're we're hoping for late spring, early summer. Right. We, um, that we started that project right in the height of COVID, <laughs> yeah. and then it kicked our butts. Sure. To be honest with you. Yeah. COVID kind of ended everything, and 
but we're back on track and uh, architecture and engineering and variances. It's all, we're all done all that, and we're starting to drop permits for the final construction. Fantastic. So it's exciting. And, you know, I mean, if you think about these social car-type clubs, I mean, what there was one in Manhattan that they had that yeah. kind of was the start of the Cannonball Run, that uh, Chowder Society or whatever they call it. It's still yeah. actually kind of going. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I know that people, especially in, in New York and in the city, are looking for things like this, they looking are. for something that that is a little simpler times and nostalgic and yep. and something that they can't enjoy in Manhattan. You don't well, you can't own an old car in Manhattan. No, no, no. So if you get a little bit out of there, kind of where we're at. And people are looking for fun. Yeah, right? absolutely. There's, there's plenty of fine dining. Yeah, there's not a lot of fun. I get, and, you know, and, you go to we, these, we do fun at Red Horse. You go to these fine dining places. I get so sick of them. They have <laughs> outfancied themselves. Listen, I like good food and I yeah, like fine too. dining, but there becomes a limit where it's like this is just over the top too much. Yeah, we ate at some restaurant in Manhattan. It was supposedly the number one Italian restaurant, and it was just mediocre at best. And <laughs> the tables were, I mean, you were like in a coffin. And yeah. I actually used the guy's butter on the table next to me accidentally. Wow. <laughs> He's like, that's my butter. I go, how do you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, version two, could version there be two. more than version two? Could I, there be I, version I want, 27? I want one in every state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? If you're going to dream, dream big. Right, exactly. And it's and it's, e- it's doable. You know, The buildings are there still, the, we hope the, for now. The buildings are there, and, and uh, I'm, I'm approached on a weekly basis from people. Clients of mine, right. friends of mine right. around the country. Oh, I'll bring a red horse here. Right. It would do great. There's nothing here. Nobody's doing something fun. Right. So the, the possibilities are endless. The opportunities are endless. It's well, just to get to three, you got to get to two. Yeah, exactly. To get to four, you got to get to three. So uh, we're taking it slow. We're going to do it right. And uh, wherever it takes us, it takes us. Sure. I love that. I mean, we have the same philosophy here. We would love to do version two of Classic Auto Mall. It's finding our challenge is finding the building and finding one that's of the scope and size of what we have. Although, you know, you and I had an interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago about certain things that don't matter and certain things that do matter. And, right. and that's changed my outlook a little bit. However, uh, you know, you want something that's comparable anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at the same token, uh, expansion is expansion. And if you can grow this thing, I mean, the branding that you could do if you had one in. 15 states, yeah. you know, or yeah. 10 states yeah. even, uh, could be a huge, huge thing. What, um, uh, you know, I read somewhere that you used to jump out of perfectly good airplanes and helicopters. I did. <laughs> Jumped out of awesome helicopters into the ocean. Well, thank you for your service. I'm alluding to your military career, which lasted how many years were you? 30. 30 years. Wow. Man, 30. Oh, man. Oh, 30 man. years. It go- I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I say that number now, and I'm like, wow, 30 years? But... It went by in a flash. I mean, it, it really did. I had fun and right. it was enjoyable. Learned a lot. I learned a lot. I, I was challenged in, mm-hmm. immensely by working with amazing people and uh, I had a good time. I, yeah. I I look back and think if I was 18 years old and I had it to do over again and I know what I know now, I would have joined the military, done my 20 years, been out by 38 because I didn't really get cranked until about 38 anyway. <laughs> I was wandering kind of aimlessly you over a, the you years. Good tension and <laughs> yeah, pre-medical exactly. and, and could have, you know, had the babies cheap and and, right. and all that good stuff exactly. and and so but uh so uh, you retired as a lieutenant commander Correct. about 6 years ago? Uh 2016. 2016. Yeah. Wow. Retired after 30 and I was just going to do my antiques. Right. You know, I've been uh, antiquing my whole life and I could have just did that, but uh, I, I had this crazy uh, <laughs> idea and dream in my head and we relaxed for about a year and then Full on. That's it. Full on. Red Horse Pottstown and, and it's been, it's been a whirlwind. But and it's, beyond. It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
I think that if you look at, at, at what the military does for people, I mean, I noticed my son-in-law, the, the, the discipline that it instills in people and, uh, and that work ethic. I mean, you don't see that from a lot of people these days. I, I love it. You yeah. know, and I, I mentor a lot of young kids joining. Right. So a lot of people know I'm in the military and I tell people if you're, if you ever have a kid that's joining, get, make sure that kid calls me. Um, exactly. Because I want to talk to them and, you know, kind of guide them into the right mm-hmm. job because there's a lot of different things to do in the military. Military, you can end up doing something you hate. Right. To be honest with you. Exa- of course, so like let's, anything. Let's figure out what you like mm-hmm. in life. Let's figure out what works in the military, and let's uh, talk about your service to our great country. And Absolutely. It, even if you do four years or six years, one tour, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Go do yeah. it. Come home. You've served your country. People mm-hmm. respect that. And you now have a GI Bill. Absolutely. You know, I gave away. Now you can even give away your GI Bill to your children. Wow. I gave I didn't my know that. GI, yeah, I gave my GI Bill away to my daughter. Oh, that's she so did awesome. four years at Carlisle at Dickinson College right. and it cost me zero. zero. That's so fantastic. I walked, she walked out of that building with not one bill. Oh my Thanks God. to the United yeah. States Navy. So. Well, but, but in thanks to you, I mean, it's no easy job, but I mean, are there times when, when after you got out that you missed it or you, you had a hard time accepting that you weren't still in it, I mean, or or did you say, "Woohoo! All right, that was uh, well, that was tough." You, you know, it's it's mixed um, feelings about that. I just my daughter just got married last weekend. Oh, congratulations! And thank you. And she requested that I wear my uniform, and I hadn't worn my uniform since <laughs> wow. sixteen. Wow! And I'll tell you what, it was emotional putting it on. I, I have to be honest with you; it was like it felt incredible. I, I haven't put it on in a long time, and when you live a life of thirty years, getting up and putting that uniform every day, you're it's it's who you are. It's what you are it's literally you. yeah and uh it felt good but um you know what when i was when i was done i was done yeah you know 30 years is 30 years sure. I, I ended my final tour amazingly was in the space program um i worked at the national reconnaissance office for my final tour and it's uh you know a bunch of super secret stuff we can't talk sure. about but sure. it was the it was the most challenging uh tour of my life honestly and, and you got to see probably a lot of the world too right yeah. oh yeah i mean that yeah I've been to, I, I found some map at one point so a friend sent me and said hey do this map and it was like you click all the places you've right, been right and i've been to 29 percent of all the countries on earth wow and that's a lot you that's, know what a I mean? that's a huge amount that's a lot. yeah that's so i've seen the world it's great and mm-hmm. uh serve serve my service was uh, i got more out of it than they did you know sure i truly uh, feel like um uh, do i miss anything i miss the camaraderie sure you know, that's got to be a big part military of families mm-hmm. a, 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 a truly a family that look out for each other and take care of each other and mm-hmm. and uh you know you, you miss that in the beginning mm-hmm. but I, I gotta be honest with you and i've said this at red horse Red Horse has kind of taken over that role because I, I lost that camaraderie, right. and then I started Red Horse, and now I have 217 members at, in Pottstown yeah. that I—they're like my my yeah. exterior, family. all like-minded, and, all like-minded. So I've kind of gained it again that. with Red Horse, to yeah. be honest with That's you. That's awesome. It really does feel like that. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. Now I'll try not to cry. You know, I, I haven't cried yet on the show. We've done this is six, show number 60, so yeah, yeah. I haven't cried yet. Although I, I some commercials are getting me these days. <laughs> But anyway, uh, well, yeah, you know what? Uh, so admire what you've done and, and, and with not only your military career, which is awesome. And I'm so respectful of that, but you know, what you've done in Pottstown and, and with the club and, and the future that, you know, who knows what it holds. I mean, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be interesting to see where classic auto mall is and red horse motoring club is because Absolutely. it could be huge. We, it's hard to say. Uh, it's not that we're not huge now, yeah. uh, with the one location, but, right. uh, but certainly, uh, could, it's got a lot, a lot of places we could go. Um, so let me ask you. I gotta ask you. Okay. Least favorite car you ever owned? 
Oh, least favorite? least favorite car you ever owned. <laughs> so, when I was a kid, I would say my mom owned it. She had a, a Gremlin. Uh, yes, and she had a Gremlin, yes. red with white r- racing stripes. Of course, I thought it was the fastest car on earth. Literally, I thought I was the coolest thing sitting in the back seat of that. And now I look back and go, "Wow, oh, a, my gremlin. God. a Gremlin!" You know, I got a, I got a guy at the Pottstown Knights. He brings a purple Gremlin every right. car show, and, right. and and it's it's mint. He loves it. He, He's that gremlin guy. Sure, the gremlin I, guy. I always <laughs> hunt him out and go hang out with him for Absolutely. a little bit. But that was that was uh I guess that's my least favorite least favorite in 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 my life. And you thought it was cool until you found out it wasn't, and you went, oh, I yeah. thought I was cool. Yeah, oh boy. So uh, you have cars actually in in the club down there as well too, right? I got some of my cars, and then we got member store cars there. Sure. So kind yeah. of on display and stored, or stored behind the scenes? No, both. Both. Well, yeah. Both. You know, we we got members that uh, I got some members that have one car and that's their car for life and then i got guys that buy and sell at the rate that you do sure so sure there's yeah. always kind of new blood in there which is fun sure. and then uh, i keep some of my cars in there which is which is fun and i got a 47 caddy i kind of consider my parade car right so whenever we're doing like cruise or I, we get calls all the time can you pick up a vet here and there and and blah 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 and so i i, Absolutely. I load them up in the 47 caddy because we could fit 10 people in the back seat <laughs> and uh, uh yeah so that you'll see a, a plethora of different stuff in there sure. on a regular basis well and that's what's nice and that, that when it's always you know you come back and it's a little bit different each time and that's what we tell people about our place you know you come back and this place could look completely different uh, a month from yeah. now yeah. um and and of course that's what keeps people coming back you hope yeah. uh is yeah. the idea so um how do you feel about the hobby in general the classic car hobby you feel like uh it's strong right now oh, i think it's strong yeah. as can be yeah i think so i really do a lot of people say you know people say oh you know oh the kids are horrible today. Yeah. The millennials, you know. I, I, hey, look. I, there's all kinds of guys being raised by guys like us. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. so they're out there and and they're at the shows and they're having fun and you know I I know kids that are buying cars for two grand. Right. And and wrenching on them like you know, we used to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I, I think it's strong. You know, the argument is always as the years go by, like the pre-war cars. People ask me about pre-war cars all the time, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because you know what's the mark of the pre-war cars? Because the modern, you know, the kids they, they don't even know what it is. Right. You know I mean, they haven't right. seen one until sure. they go to a car show. Um, I don't, I don't know about the pre-war market in the future. But it seems like it's still strong. Listen, right? Model A Fords, we still sell well. Right, right. They don't exactly. last very long because it's a nostalgia thing. I mean, it's it's simpler times, and it makes you realize that driving uh, was not, you know, it wouldn't, you're not padded. You, you had things that you could make mistakes doing. Now you can't hardly make a mistake in a car, right, which right, is right. not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, right. the problem is, is when you have those blindside little mirror things that have the little flashing light, and then you get in a car that doesn't have it, and you yeah. just start to turn thinking, oh, I can go over here, you know, you got to remember what you're driving. Yeah. Uh, but but driving r- should require effort. It shouldn't be easy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Right. And, yeah. and you should have to pay attention. You should have to pay attention. This, you know, self-driving cars scare the crap out of me. Yo, me because too. Me too. I see that commercial for the GMC Denali and the guy's got his arms folded and it's passing another car. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. First of all, I'm not allowed to pass when my wife is in the car because right. she's just certain that we're not, <laughs> not nearly enough room to go. Yeah. Sorry, honey. Yeah. Uh, well, the beauty of the early cars is really that anybody can wrench on them. Exactly. Right. So a young kid can go buy a, a car for five grand that's mm-hmm. running. 
and anything can be fixed in the, in the driveway compared to today. I mean, you, you look know, at the, you, you can't do anything. Uh, open but, the hood and you don't even know what you're looking at. Right. It's a big plastic cover over right. some things and there might be a place for here and there and yeah, to pour so. some fluid in this one and that one. And yeah. I guess that means we're done, huh, Steve? And <laughs> as we continue to talk, we'll just keep going and going and going. But yeah, yeah listen, I, I hope that the hobby will continue to do because your business and my business are predicated on that. Yep. And, uh, but you know what? Wonderful to have you. Sorry it took Thank us you, so buddy. long to make this happen. Yeah, no but, worries. Uh, enjoyed having you on and we'll Thank have you, you on again as the future happens and new things we're doing. So Sounds uh, good, Stuart. Thank th- you so much. Thanks again to Chuck Harder. Thanks to Steve and Ethan and we'll uh, catch you next week. We appreciate your listening to our show today and don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays were open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.